Good morning. You may be seated just for a moment. I'm going to... um, We're going to go in prayer in a moment. I wanted to share something with you all real quick because I'm I'm just... I'm going to act as a pastor right now. I... I, uh, Maybe some of you have been in the same situation as I have this week as it relates to um, kind of being distracted over what's going on in Israel. I know there's a lot of people that are asking questions. Is this it? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, and there's a lot of things that are happening, a lot of things that uh, we see ripple effects, not just in Israel, but, um, you know, throughout the world. We see demonstrations and things and, you know, geopolitics being what they are. But so before we get uh, started, because... We're going to pray for Israel, and we're going to pray for our own country, and we're going to pray that the Lord's will be done. But what's occurred to me in this past week is I see so much ignorance with regard to what actually um, historical, not just spiritual facts, not just what's happening spiritually, supernaturally, but even from a historical perspective. I mean, I've done some studying, and and we shared a little bit on Wednesday and I've got a quick summary of, of some things, but I, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to make this available to you because I just don't want to totally read everything. But I've got some of the studies that I did, they could be summed up in this one study that I saw. And I'm going to leave, and if anybody wants a copy, I'll leave it for you. But just suffice it to say, um, I've heard so many things this week about the colonization of, the Pal- of Palestine and that, you know, Israel. And like America and any Western civilizations now are looked upon as being colonialists and we've uh, stolen land from indigenous people and so on and so forth. And uh, as far as Israel's concerned, nothing could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, from a spiritual standpoint, we all understand and acknowledge that that land was given to them by God, no, no question about it. And, but even from a historical standpoint, so even if you wanted to, even, and, and I'm not saying this set so that you could be armed and dangerous. I don't expect for you to go out there and just be, uh, you know, a militant about uh, what you know or the information that you have. But so you know and understand and so that your children may know and understand what they're saying is total lies. It's a lie. The Palestinian people are a mix of Arabs from different nations and so on and so forth. But to be really specific, in about the 5th century B.C., it was the Greeks who named that area of Canaan, Palestine. And you know who was in that area then? The Jews. So if you really want to talk about who the Palestinians are, according to the name that was given to them by the Greeks, and that's where that name comes from, it would have been the Jews because they were the primary occupants of that land at that time because that land was already given and they had already taken that land via Abraham before that. Does that make sense to anybody? So I've even heard some people give, um, I want to make sure I get the name right, Uh, it's it's, um, the Greek Hadrian, I'm sorry, forgive me, the Roman Emperor Hadrian in the 2nd century when, you know, the, the, the uh, Jews were in subjugation to the Romans, and do, they've had, they had several uprisings. And one of their final uprisings, Hadrian renamed that area of Judea. He named it Samaria Felicia. And that was not just to rub it in the, the, the faces of the Jews, although that was part of it. It's you know, no longer, that's, 
that's a dominion that you don't understand anymore. That's a dominion that's not yours anymore. That's no, that, that is not for you to identify with anymore. Does that make sense? So it was Hadrian that uh, gave that specifically that name. But f and, and by the way, Hadrian was a big admirer of the Greek culture and Greek um, knowledge and Greek understanding. He was a big, he was big time into that. He was an admirer of that. So it, it was that that land was already named by the Greeks centuries before Hadrian. But it already had been occupied by the Jews. Are you there? The Palestinians, who we now call Palestinians, were not a people. That is a collection of people. So why, Tony, why would you take a church service and begin it that way? Because as I'm looking at the events that are, and I see the ignorance of so many people, I don't want you or your children to be ignorant. And it doesn't, I'm no, and, and by, by, not by any means do I stand here now and pretend to be some kind of an expert. I'm not, I'm just reading and studying. And I'm reading and studying not just one source, several sources, several sources. Uh, Flavius, jo Flavius Josephus, he, he coins that term. That was centuries before. Um, let me say, I want to make sure I get some names here correct. Um, uh, Herodotus, Herodotus the Greek, he was the first one. He, he actually named that land. He was the one that used that land, and they have, they have references to it. And that was back in the 5th century B.C. The Jews were already there. Uh, there's more. I'm going to offer this to anyone who wants a copy. I'll, I'll be sh glad to give you the copy of the summary. I've got other things that I've just peeled off, different papers and different things that were um, you know, uh, very much footnoted, so it's not the opinion of a person. There, there are footnotes and there's things that are cited. So now let me speak to you just a little bit, and I, hopefully I won't take very long, but let me speak to you a little bit spiritually, what we know. Because even if I didn't have this, this would be enough. And there's so much, but I'm just going to hit some highlights for you. In Genesis 12, chapter 1, I'm sorry, in Genesis 12, chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Who's showing him the land? God. I will, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. Point of interest here. Islam, Abraham is their father. And they claim that. They claim him. They claim Moses. They claim a couple of the... And they claim Jesus as to be great prophets of God. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Further along in Genesis 15, verse 17. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between the pieces. Again, I've referenced this not too distantly in the past here. Remember, things God promised Abraham in that chapter, then he reaffirmed his promise to Abraham. Now, in this particular uh, God had Abraham split oxen, sheep, 
turtle dove, right? Remember that? He had split all of those things and he put, he set them there and Abraham during the day was shooing all of the, uh, the uh, what do you call them? Those birds. No. The birds that they're scavengers. Vultures. He was shooing the vultures off of them all day long. And then God caused a deep sleep to come over Abraham. And Abraham saw in this vision, he saw a flame in an oven passing between the carcasses, the, the split carcasses. Now, you know what that meant? And, then we, and God tells us further what that means in Hebrews. That God swore an oath. There was no one greater that he could swear an oath with or to. So what he did was he swore an oath up by himself to himself. That no matter what happens, that that covenant that he made with Abraham would never be broken. So this is, this is that particular time. It came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark that behold there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. On that same day that the Lord had made the covenant with Abraham saying to your descendants I've given this land. And from the listen, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The Kenites, the Kenesites, the Kedemites, the Hedites, the Par- all the Ites and Tites, and the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Gananites, the Gergesites, and the Jebusites. All of that land. Now, the land that he actually gave them is bigger than what Israel is occupying right now. They had it during the Davidic and the Solomon reign. They had it. Okay? The land that they're going into right now, they gave up willingly. And some of the West Bank and all of that other stuff, they gave up willingly. Now, let me say to this to you. Remember, those nations that bless you, they'll be blessed. The nations that curse you, they'll be cursed. The United States had a hand in those people giving up those lands in order to keep peace. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, I, even I could tell you from a historical perspective, so if you want to figure it out in your human not logic and knowledge, from a historical perspective, why that land doesn't belong to someone that's called the Palestinians because the Jews were actually the Palestinians. And I could tell you from, even more so from a spiritual perspective. And when I read, and the reason why I wanted to bring you that scripture and then reiterate, it's said again in Hebrews. And in Hebrews, we get a greater clarification because in that culture and in that time, when those animals were split and there was a covenant made between two parties, when they walked through that, that meant something. And what it meant was, if you break this covenant, what's happening to these animals is going to happen to you. Come on. And they made their pledge. So God could not make that. There was no one equal to God. There was no one that... So God made the covenant with Himself. Do you understand what that's saying? It, it, you know what? What God said is, I am not... That land will always be my people's land. That's what He's saying. I will never break that covenant. Come on. That land will always be the land of my people. Period. End of conversation. Because when he swore that oath, he couldn't swear by anybody but himself. There was no one equal. My brothers and sisters, that land is God's land. But they've been run out of it, and God let them be run out of it. And even now, they're, they're, not, they're a secular nation. They're not a, a theocracy. They're a secular nation like us. But God. He made a covenant. And he swore that covenant. And God always has a remnant, my brothers and sisters. There is always a remnant. There's a remnant in Israel. There's a remnant here in the United States. There is a remnant in North Africa. There's there, God always has some of his people somewhere. Hallelujah. There are Christian 
Messianic Jews all over Israel. All over Israel. Hallelujah. I'm going to Exodus right now, chapter 6, beginning verse 2. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, Lord, I was not known to them. See, there was a different revelation. He said, you're getting a different revelation from me. They knew me as God Almighty, but now you know me as something different. Come on. We know him as something different, even than Abraham spoke to God. God appeared before Abraham. But we have a different anointing. We have a different ability. We have a different capability. We have different things available to us because of Abraham. Hallelujah. And as I go along here, you'll understand why. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but... My, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. Uh, that was Jehovah. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan. So he's very specific now. So we know what land it is that he gave them. And we know who he gave it to. Who did he give it to? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Not Ishmael. Not Esau. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And remember when Jacob was wrestling it with God? God changed his name. What did he change his name to? Israel. My brothers and sisters, if I didn't read any of the historical accounts, I got it all right here. I've got it all right. Yeah, but Tony, not everybody reads the Bible. and I, that's, I can't help that. God, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is never changing. God wrote it. He allowed, he allowed it to be written. He said it. He allowed it to be written. He will stand by it, and we can count on it. Amen? amen. All right. I've got a lot of amens in here. You get the picture. Jesus, in Luke and in Matthew, I believe it is, when he's sitting, as he's going back to Jerusalem for the left, he's sitting and he looks over Jerusalem. He says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I'm going to just read it for you. The one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wing, but you were not willing. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Jesus, God in the flesh, are you, are you with me? Do you understand? What God pronounced, what God intended, what God did, He meant. And it, it, there's nobody here or no power on earth that will change it. My brothers and sisters, so this thing that is a fight and so many of our people in this country who are maybe not even Islamic believe that, well, it's colonialism and all that, it's baloney because everything, my brothers and sisters, the reason why that this is a major issue is because of Islam. Make no mistake about it. Islam didn't come into being until the 7th century. It didn't come into being until the 7th century. That's it. Law, and, and they'll claim everything that you and I believe, they'll claim this except where it disagrees with them. So watch. You could say, well, men wrote this and men wrote the uh, Quran. Yeah, one man who was a little bit deluded. Come on. Well, Tony, that's, you shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm just saying what the truth is. I'm saying 
my brothers and sisters, I'm saying this, I'm spending time here because I am pastoring a small group of people who maybe didn't have this information. And this is going to be pounded to you and pounded to you and pounded to you and Israel will be painted as a monster over the next few days, weeks, months, whatever it is. I don't agree with everything Israel does. I don't. I don't think that you know everything that Israel does is just right because they're God's people. No, they do a lot of things wrong. But one thing that they always are is God's people. And by the way, read Romans. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ came to them first through them to us. The promise to Abraham, the ultimate promise, was Jesus Christ that came to us by those people. We've been grafted in. Hallelujah. Come on. So, so, so my brothers and sisters, I don't want you to take anything away from here. Like, you know, it's all political. It's, it, no, this is totally spiritual. This is spiritual. But we need to have some... So when people are just saying all of that stuff out there and, and, and all the geopolitical bullet points, I mean, they're not even accurate in that. Forget the spiritual stuff for a moment. But we can't because we know that supersedes everything. But even if we didn't have that knowledge, just the bullet points that they're bringing are false. They're, they're not rooted in fact at all. Hallelujah. So now, what do we do? Well, the Bible tells us. Number one, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen? The Bible tells us you know, there were, there were things that were done in the, old, I mean, in the New Testament, in the early church, that you know, was really important that the Jew, Jewish believers or the believers in Jerusalem were blessed because they were suffering the most. My brothers and sisters, right now we have not just... Here's the other thing. There's no such thing, I just got to say this, there's no such thing as replacement theology. That's a false theology. That's a false doctrine. What is replacement theology? That the church replaced the Jews. No, that's not true. Now, some of you shaking your head, like this may be the first time you've heard that. It's been around for a while and it's really being flown out there. And it really becomes then convenient for people who want to be Christian, but at the same time be geopolitical and say what the Jews are doing is wrong. And then, you know, come on, come on. So, so, so watch, here's what I'm going to say. Stand with me as we pray for our brothers and our sisters because there are Christian Jews right now who are suffering. Amen? Did, let me ask you before we begin to pray. Does that make sense to anybody? Do, 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 we, do you understand why I've brought that to you? Do I appear upset with you? Because I'm not. I'm just upset that so many people are being lied to and our kids are right in the middle of this. And see, this is also something that has to happen because this country, there'll be no country, there'll be very few people that will actually try to help the Jews or protect the Jews. The United States will be a goat nation. There's no question in my mind. 
but God. Amen? But God. But God, our Father in heaven, as we come before you now, glorious Jesus, in your name and by your Spirit, Lord, we ask that you would please bless your people. Bless your people, Israel. Bless that nation. Lord, we know that you will never break your promise. And Lord, some things look very terrible to us from a human standpoint. Lord, I know that none of this takes you by surprise, that you knew all of this would happen just like it does. But Lord, we're coming to you and asking that you would please, in the middle of these bad situations, somehow, some way, at least, Lord, numb the children that are going through such pain, such agony. Lord, somehow, some way, let them cry out to you. Let them recognize Jesus that you truly are their Messiah even in the middle of all this such harsh, unspeakable suffering, Lord. And Lord, I pray even for those people that call themselves the Palestinians. Lord, I pray for their children right now that somehow, some way, that they would see you, Jesus, in this. Somehow, some way. That some people, Lord, would just give their hearts and mind. Jesus, if it's possible, and all things are possible with you, Lord, so I pray that somehow, some way, even some young people, even some children who uh, basically who have be, either been brainwashed or been told lies, Father, somehow be glorified, send angels. Father, let them see you. Father, I've heard in the middle of harsh situations where people who were devout Islamists saw you. You visited them. So Lord, I pray that you would visit even those people who call themselves Palestinians. I pray, Lord, that you would visit even those, your people, the Jewish people who have not yet seen you or named you or believed in you as their Messiah. They're still waiting, Lord. I pray that you would let yourself be known. Hallelujah. Father, right now I lift up the leaders in this country. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus somehow, some way, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts, that you would speak to their minds, Lord, and that they would see the brutality in this and not want to give an inch as it relates to evil. Not give evil any benefit of any doubt, Lord. But say once and for all, those of you who murder and rape, those of you who do that are not, are not humans. Father, let this country, let our leaders stand up to this evil. Let them see it and let them say it and let them call it out for what it truly is. And Lord, now do something in our hearts. I know, Lord, that this gets me so fired up and it, and it ruins me. And that's not you, Lord. So give me wisdom. Give me understanding, Lord. Lord, Give me the fruit of your spirit. Let me have peace. And in the middle of this, somehow, all the fruit of your spirit. Most of all, Lord, love. Let love have its way in my life and in our lives. Father, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. So now as we enter this, uh, this next part of this, I'll try to preach it. To you because the Lord also in the middle of this as we were studying for our, our Wednesday 
Bible study, this hit me and it stuck with me, and I, I don't know. I'm, so I'm going to go with it, okay? And so for those of you that were here, you're going to hear some of the same things, but you'll hear some more in the name of Jesus. Amen? So, Lord, here we are now. As I read your word, Father, give us ears to hear, um, eyes to see, and hearts to receive what you're speaking to us by your spirit. Let us receive it spiritually. Give us a spiritual acumen that we may know your truth and we may live your truth. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. So now we're going to be in 2 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 2, beginning in verse 14. Chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are per perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. I wasn't going to read this to you, but I think now I will. And, he, and who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, as so many, peddling the word of God. Did you hear that? But as, of, but as of sincerity, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. There's two times in that short passage there, and it's named all over the Bible, but in Christ. There's a couple of things that Paul is saying there. Look, we're not like everybody else. We're not doing this for personal gain, right? We're doing this, and we know that we're doing this in the sight of God. God is watching. So, so I, I want to say that, I want to remind myself of that. Even those, those things where I don't think anybody's around, it speaks to our personal integrity, uh, you know, as it relates to husbands and wives, we're in, you know, how, how we um, treat our wives and our husbands and, and so on and so forth, but you know, that we're honest. And, and integrity means you know, it doesn't matter. We hold the truth. We hold true even when we think no one's watching, even when we don't think it'll cost us anything. It, come on, are, you know, that's integrity. It doesn't matter. I'm, uh, in front of you, I'm the same as behind you, right? That, that's... So, so God is watching. We have to know that. We have to live our lives every moment like God is watching because He is. Amen. Now watch. I, I, see, I wasn't going to say this. <laughs> Remember, it, the Bible tells us that the Lord's eyes are on His righteous. Doesn't it say that in the Scripture? The Lord, it, the Lord is to and fro to see if there's anybody, right? It's, but His eyes are on the righteous. When the, and this came to me yesterday when I was studying and contemplating on this, when I'm meditating on this message. And I said something to Michelle, and, and you know, she, she, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, but listen, remember the prodigal son? Remember, he was, he, he, he just didn't want, he walked out of the father. He was no longer in the father. Amen. It's important that we get that. He was not in the father anymore. He walked out of the father. He was not part of the father's house anymore. So now he's no longer in the Father. He walked out of the Father and he went and he lived his own life. Amen? So we know what happened. As soon as that... See, to me, uh, that scripture speaks volumes to me. I love that scripture and I, I know many of you do. All of us had a season where we walked off, where we maybe didn't do things exactly the way we wanted to do them. But God... See, my brothers and sisters, it said that he came to himself when he was in the middle of all that and all the good time buddies that were around him and all of the harlots and all of When he ran out of money, they all abandoned him. But God, 
The minute that he came to himself and he realized, my father is a different person. My father is different. And I sinned against that. The minute he, that things were different, the father in heaven is watching. And you know what it said? And this is what this just rung out to me. Even when he was afar off, the father was looking for him. Come on. So that means, my brothers and sisters, the father didn't have to see him in his house. The father didn't have to wait until the robe was upon him. As soon as that son made the decision, I'm going back to my father. The eyes of his father was on him. Come on. See, that's the same way it is for you and for me. You know what? I get myself in trouble all the time, and I've been, and I've had a rough week just based on this one little thing that I'm going to tell you. I'm not perfect. See, you're laughing. But I want to tell you something, honestly. That, you don't know the trouble that that causes me. And I don't mean just in a personal situation. I mean from external beings as well. So my brothers and sisters, yeah, it, it bothers me. And it, it, but, but, but God, I still don't have an excuse because every time I say something like that, I get accused of saying that I'm like a Baptist. Once you're saved, you're always saved and all that garbage. That's not true. That's not what I'm saying. But here's what I am saying. Here's what I am saying. What I'm saying is, my brothers and my sisters, if I make a mistake, God doesn't kick me to the curb. Here's what I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters. I know that in me, listen, I still have this flesh that I have to contend with. I still have these things that are... I have to contend with those things. If I were already perfect, those things would have no effect on me. The fact is, my brothers and sisters, in Christ... I'm perfect in Christ. I have to stay in Christ. Right? Okay. Hallelujah. Almost time to go. But I'm not even close to being done. Lock the doors. Mitch, go. So now let's look at, we'll take uh, this uh, Corinthian. Boy, that thing didn't come out the way I planned it. Hallelujah. I got to tell you, Verse 14, could you put that up for me? Let thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Do you see what I emphasize there? In Christ. In Christ we have the victory. In Christ. For we, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ. Among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So look, in Christ, in God, we, we are a fragrance. We are the fragrance of Christ. God. Well, what does that mean? So I'm going to just read to you a couple of different highlights, okay? Please, bear with me so that we can get the flavor. We get, hey, that, like that play on words? Yeah, okay. In Genesis chapter 8, God spoke to Noah. This was after the flood water receded, right? God spoke to Noah. He said, go out of the ark, you and your wife, your sons and your sons' wives, with you. Bring out with you everything of, of all the flesh that is with you, birds, cattle, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so that they may bound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird and, every, and whatever creeps on the earth according to their families went out of the ark. Now, I want to pause here. This is... Young people who may be listening to me, well, well, see, how could he fit every living creature on the ark? Two of every... Listen, the families, the families, there was, there was evolution, micro-evolution took place after this. Do you understand that? So there wasn't every kind of bird 
or every type of bird on that ark. There were a few types of birds on that ark. And then as they scattered and went across the earth, they began to, come on, change with their environment. See? And with all the kinds. See? Okay. And everything will produce according to its kind. Birds will always be birds. Horses will always be horses. Come on. Are you with me? All right. Verse 20. Look at it with me. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Who told him to do that? It doesn't say it anywhere in the scripture. But there was something that he had. There was this fellowship that he had with God. Remember it said that he was a preacher of the word, wasn't it? That 120 years as he's building that ark, people are saying, what are you doing? And he's preaching the Lord. He's preaching what God had taught him. And he now also knows of God that he should be making some kind of sacrifices. Somewhere along the line, he knows that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. So then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal, every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings unto the Lord on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Did you hear that? Okay, so did the imagination of man's heart change after the ark? No. We're still born with that, that what we inherited from Adam. Right? Okay. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. And he says, as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seasons, there's going to be winter, right? And he says, hot and cold. So for all of those people that want to say the earth is going to burn up, we've got global warming and all this other stuff, God says something different. Yeah, we're going to experience some climate change and all that, but man is not going to be able to destroy this earth. Man is not going to change what happens on this earth. God has already said this is what's going to happen. Okay? All right, so now let's go to Exodus. In Exodus chapter 29, beginning in verse 15, you shall also make one ram. This, I want to give you a little context. In this I'm trying to rush here because I want to get you out, so please forgive me if I stumble a little bit. Um, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. Let, let the words that come out of my mouth be only what you want said. In Jesus' name. So this is during the time of Moses. This is God, His orders as it relates to consecrating the priests, Aaron and his sons, before the Lord. You shall also take one ram... Aaron and his son shall put their hands on the head of the ram, and you shall kill the ram, and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it all around the altar. Verse 17. Then you shall cut the ram in pieces, wash its entrails and legs, and put them in, in its pieces and its head, with its head, and you shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. You see that? The, the, these, these things... It's symbolic. It's symbolic. Did you know? Did the Lord just in that moment? Did He just need to get uh, what is that aromatherapy? Did the, I'm not trying to be facetious here. Are, are you with me? You know, did the Lord just need some aromatherapy right now? Hey, you know, send something up before I you know smite you like a bug. Maybe if he smells good, I'm gonna. No, that's not what. The, this is symbolic. So look at First Peter two nine. You are a chosen generation. A what? A royal priesthood. So, so you and I in Christ are consecrated unto God. A holy nation is own special people that you may be... Look at this. That 
that you may proclaim praises of him who called you out of darkness into light. So our sacrifice, bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Isn't that what the psalm says? So we bring these sacrifices and we, and it's sweet aroma to the Lord. We give him thanks. Amen? So do you see that? But look, we have to be in Christ and we're, we're listen, we have to have this consecration that we have only in Christ Jesus. Amen? Remember that. So now let's go back to 2 Corinthians 2. Look at verse 15. For we are, the, uh, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ. But look at that second part there. Could you? Yeah, you do. You got it. Thank you. Among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So look, we're a fragrance of Christ in this world. To some, of us, for to some people, we stink on ice. To some of us, we're a sweet aroma. Amen? Do you, do you understand that? And so we'll get into that a little bit further, but look at Ephesians 5 with me. In Ephesians 5, it says uh, in verse 1, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So, so how do we become, if we're, we're called to be a sweet-smelling aroma in Christ, right? There it is. Be imitators of God. Be imitators of God as dear children, and walk as Christ also has loved us. And give walk in love. That's it. Walk in love. Walk in love. Walk in the example that Christ gave us, as His walk was in love, and that's how you become a sweet, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. My, come on. So let me just give you a couple of scriptures that you already know. Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live. Not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Romans 12, right? What does it say? We're to give our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. My life belongs to him. So now look, when he's telling me to walk in love, be an imitator of God, what does God look like? Jesus. How do I know that? Could you put that back up there for me? Thanks, Kason. How do I know that? Be imitators of God as your children. Walk in love. As Christ. What did God look like? Amen. Like Christ. So, so my brothers and sisters, this, it's, it's not a big mystery. And I know this is very simplistic. This is just such a, uh, I don't know, it's just such a rudimentary message and maybe some things that you've heard over and over and over again. But so now, if that's the case, let me ask you something. What do you smell like? Come on. What do you smell like? See, I brought some props here, and i got to be honest with you. There's, there's one thing. I brought samples of something, and there's something in here that is so aromatic that it's overpowering everything in here. Dom, come here for a minute. Help me out. I'm going to get right to that thing. I don't even have to open the bag. <laughs> what is it? Garlic. Garlic. <laughs> and that's an Italian saying that. <laughs> I'm going to put this way over here. But, but wait. Now, now watch. So, so watch. As simple, and, and I'm not trying to be facetious, but I want you to think. It's still such a powerful aroma. I could smell it in here. Right? <clears throat> I didn't tell you to go back down there.
What is that? Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Much better, huh? The outside still smells like garlic. <laughs> All right, hang out. My brothers and sisters, we know what cinnamon smells like. Okay, so, so what does this mean to us? Why am I doing this? You can identify the object by its aroma. That's, that's ginger. Ginger root. I'm doing this one because this is one of my favorites. Basil. All right, you baby see it. Dom! See, that's an Italian boy right there. <laughs> if he was really Italian, you would have said, Buzz Logal. <laughs> but see, my brothers and sisters, there's this aroma. There's this, see, we need to have this aroma like Christ so that it reaches God, so that it's pleasing to God. What do you smell like? To God. I know what you smell like to me. I, 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 you know, I, 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 it's going to sound facetious, but I, I'll be honest with you. I, I like a certain cologne, and all my kids know it and all that, and maybe some of you know it have been around me for a while. But now I have guys that work for me, and then I have a company truck, and so every, time, every once in a while i got to take it in and get the uh, oil changed. So it was last week, I believe it was sometime, one of the uh, mechanics here, man, your truck smells like old people. What cologne do you think I wear? Old Spice. I wasn't even near it, right? Then one time I walk up in the morning. I mean, I shower, I clean up, and I go to work, shave. I put on Old Spice. I come up in the morning. I try to sneak up on one of my guys. He turned around just as I got on him. I said, what the heck? You know, give the, give the old guy his chance. So he'd tap on your shoulder and move. You come on. I smelled you coming. My brothers and sisters, I know, you know, as we say this, and so, so look, this is the thing that's being spread. That's, that word diffuse, diffuses is, is probably, uh, I think the King James uses the word manifest. I think other translations say spread. But that's it. I mean, maybe diffuse is a good word. Maybe it's not in our, but spread is probably a better word. That, that you know, that aroma is sweat. We're living, when we live like Christ, we have that aroma of Christ. Amen? And to God, that's a sweet-smelling aroma. It's very pleasing to God. Come on. See, this, this is the kind of thing that I, I really dig. This, I'm, did I just say that for real? <laughs> this is the kind of thing that I really like. This is the kind of thing that excites me. Right? And then conversely, now I could read to you the rest of, uh, some more of that scripture in Ephesians 5 where he says, "Don't." I'm, I'm just going to capsize it like this. Or cap, capital, Whatever. It, it, here, here's what he meant. Don't be like the rest of the world. If you, if you be imitators of Christ and don't do what they're doing. And I'm going to keep hitting this hard because in the church now we're doing what they're doing. We're getting pierced. We're getting tattooed. We're wearing clothes. We're doing this. We're doing that. Everything that they do in the culture, it's okay now. Yeah. My brothers and sisters, okay, well, Tony, is that really important stuff because the young kids like it? Okay, uh, you, listen. If you get right down to the truth and you're really sincere and you're really serious about God, you're not going to worry about, listen, I've got to do this to appeal to the kids. No. Jesus preached the Word. The apostles preached the Word. The Word is what changes the hearts. Amen? 
The Word and the Spirit. Jesus, my, my words are spirit life. I'm going to say that until he calls me home. My words are spirit and they are life. So my brothers and sisters, the, really, the thing that changes young people's hearts is not because we play rock and roll music, although i got to tell you, some of it's pretty good. Uh, not, not because we, you know, we, we can put on the show, although sometimes it's good and I can really bless the Lord with it. However, my brothers and sisters, what we have to remember is those songs and the praises and all that have to be lifted to him. They have to appealing to him, not to me. It's not what I like. It's what he likes. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so my brothers and sisters, so what I have to do is my responsibility. It's your responsibility. And, and it doesn't matter if you're a young man or a young woman or young man in the Lord, young compared to Tony or young even compared to somebody who's in their 40s. But my brothers and sisters, what we need to do is understand, look it. If we're older in the Lord, if we've come a certain point to a certain with uh, to a certain point in our walk with the Lord, please forgive me. Then what we have to do is we have to understand that we are called. We have to be pleasing to Him. We are the aroma of Christ, and in really we cannot be the aroma of Christ without this and without being true to this, so that those younger people around us really get transformed and not just. Terry, Terry, uh, the last unity played a uh, a video, and I can't remember the exact line, but it was awesome. And I was totally dejected because I thought finally I found some rap that I liked, and they told me it wasn't rap. <laughs> but it was good. And one of the lines in there had something to do with you know not really being a true that not really being a true Christian. And I don't know exactly the words, but that would be like spraying perfume on a corpse. Wow. See, I don't want to be that, my brothers and sisters. I don't want to look the part when it's convenient and then, you know, that is like spraying perfume on a corpse. And I don't want any churches or I don't want our young people to be involved in a church where they're spraying perfume on a bunch of corpses. Come on. Are, are you with me? I want to be, listen, I want to be in Christ and I want to be unto God that aroma of Christ. Hallelujah. And, and he, just, he told us what it is. Walk in love. Imitate Christ. Walk in love. And you are the aroma. You are in Christ. You are the aroma of Christ unto God. But look what else he says right there. If you put that back for me, please, Kaysen. Um, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. But now go, go, go to the next one, please. <clears throat> I apologize. Kaysen, it's not Kaysen's fault. This is my fault. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. No, I, I, there should be another one in there. I apologize. It's Second uh, Corinthians, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ. And then there's another line. It says, among those who are being saved. And then verse 16. Did I didn't give you that one? Okay, I apologize. No, that's not it. No, that's not it. To the ones who are... Uh, listen, let's just pay attention to me. In verse 16, it's not his fault. It's my fault. I didn't give it to him. So listen to me. For we are the fragrance of God and uh, fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are being uh, who are perishing. So among all the people of the earth, Amen. To the ones, verse sixteen says, to the ones we are, to the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. Right? See, there's people that are being saved and the people that truly want to be saved, the people that really have a heart that they really want to know the truth. And so we're going to be that aroma, that sweet aroma. We're going to be that aroma of life, the life of Christ, the life that's in Christ Jesus leading to life. But again, my brothers and sisters, and you found this out in your own circle of community, right? Where some people, 
they walk away from you like they're wanting to get away from that garlic. Come on, you, you stink on ice to them. Come on. Come on. See, my brothers and sisters, that's, that's not what we're called to be. We're called to be, listen, this sweet fragrance, this aroma. Amen? How do we get there? I mean, what, that's all well and good, Tony. I understand that all. Well, imitate Christ, right? And, and part of that thing is we love each other and we love even our enemies. So that's why even in the midst of all this turmoil that we're seeing in the Middle East and all this, all this, I'm just going to say it nice, and all of the ignorance that's being displayed on the nightly news and all of the people that are saying such hurtful, such hateful stuff, even leaders in nations saying things about, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. In the middle of all of that, I have, to f- I have to find love, right? There has to be love from within that takes that down a few notches for old Tony. Maybe that's not you. Maybe this isn't that, that bullet point or that point that the enemy pricks you with. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, uh, you just fill in the blank, whatever is for you, that gets you in the flesh, that gets you a little bit angry, gets you frustrated to the point that you not thus saith the Lord, it's thus saith, come on. And I'm not saying cursing or just a negative confession. You know, your kids are, are tearing it up and then all of a sudden you, ha- you have a negative confession about your kids, your own kids. And I'm not saying, oh, they're nothing but a bunch of... No, man, they're this. I mean, I know that there are people in this room that said, oh, you're just like your father. And they didn't mean it in a good way. Come on. I know there are people in this room that are, oh, man, you're, you know, your, your mother used to do that. Your mother said, I know there are people... Come on. Or you're just, you're just like this, or you're, you're that, or whatever. They cast something on you, or at you, or made you feel like you were less than. Okay, Right now, you say, well, I'm an adult. I'm over it. I mean, I'm, oh, that's great. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you know how it made you feel for at least a season in your life. That's not acting in love. Amen? So we don't do that to our children or to people around us. We want to be careful about what comes out of our mouth. Right? It's not wrong to tell the truth as long as you're telling it in love. And some people, I'm, and, I, and I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> There are people who say they're telling the truth in love and they may say it nice with a smile and everything else, but their true intent is hurt. How do I know that? It's been done. How do I know that? Okay, now, now what? Now see, you're a little bit quiet now. You're not laughing and cutting up like, but listen, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's what love is, not the the fake stuff. Love is, I'm going to say this to you, but even if, listen, I'm going to figure out how to tell you the truth without hurting you. My goal is not to hurt you. And listen, and understand, if I can't do that, then shut up. Then don't say anything. Why do we have to say, sometimes we just have, just shut up. Because if we say something just to placate, or just maybe... We think we have to or we want. God knows. Remember, we're doing all of this in the sight of God. So if we're doing anything, my brothers and sisters, that, listen, that we're doing it because we think it's right or we're doing it to manipulate or we're doing it because it sounds good or we're doing it because we want to hold our place, our status, our stature. We're doing anything like that. God sees it. See, I think that's one of the things. See, what Paul is saying, we're not like the other Hucksters. We're not like the ones that are doing it for personal gain. We're not doing anything by gain. In fact, he just finished telling them all the stuff that they have suffered through. 
So my brothers and sisters, what about us? Again, if we smell like Christ, it's because we look like Christ. If we smell like Christ, it's because we speak like Christ. If we smell like Christ, it's because we love like Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I use this example, and I, I hope it's okay, and I hope it, um, it means something to you guys, because this was the one that when I was uh, studying this message even before Wednesday, and I shared with the Wednesday group, I, what, what came to my mind and my heart is I pictured uh, Paul and Silas. Remember they, when they were locked up uh, for uh, casting out the spirit divination in that girl, and then the owners saw that they couldn't make any money off her, they had them locked up, they were arrested. Remember they were thrown in, and the jailer was, you know, you keep these guys under lock. They were, they were thrown in lockdown. They were, they were in lockdown. They, they were in stocks and they were in prison. And remember in the midnight hour what they were doing? They were singing praises to the Lord. They were singing praises. They were lifting up the name of Jesus. Even in the middle of that tough, that bad situation. They were doing the work of God for, nothing, for no other pay other than serving the Lord. So we know what happens. God answers the, that it got, to God that was a sweet aroma, right? God, God heard that. That was lifted up to the throne room, and it was a sweet aroma to God. It was pleasing to God, and so you know what God did? He caused an earthquake, and all the prison doors were opened, all of them. And the jailer was so concerned because if anybody escapes, it's his life. So he's running down there, sees all the prison doors open. He's assuming that everybody's gone and now it's his life. So he goes to kill himself. Do yourself no harm, Paul hollers out. We're all here. We're all here. See, my brothers and sisters? And what happens is that jailer and his whole house get saved. The prisoners who could have been free stayed. Why? To them... There was a fragrance of Jesus. There was the fragrance of Jesus. Not like this garlic that I'm smelling still. There was the fragrance of Jesus and it was sweet to the Lord and he caused something to happen. Just like my brothers and sisters, when Noah did what he did, it was a sweet savor to the Lord and the Lord pronounced that blessing. I will never again do what I did. Come on. Come on. To the people that had them arrested, they were in the sweet. They were the, they were the stench of death unto death. My brothers and sisters, we're going to have that in our lives. But we have to, my brothers and sisters. We have to. We must stay in Christ. Stay in Christ. And my brothers and sisters, it is tough. I know that it is. I'm like you. I live like you out there. It is tough. But God. Amen? Amen? Amen. I have more scriptures, but I'm not we're gonna we're gonna end it here. I just wonder if there's anybody in this room like me who says, Lord, I know that I'm not always smelling like old spice to you. <laughs> Come on. But Lord, I want to. So if that's you, stand with me, please. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Lord God, here we are now before you after this word that you've brought to us. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us with the power of your might by your Holy Spirit. Lord, please, please. Lord, there are so, so time, there's so many times when it's just so easy to be loving, to be kind, to be gentle-spirited. Father, it's, but then there are those times, Lord, where it becomes more difficult. And not even that we lash out at people, but even in our own selves, Lord, we feel defeated. We feel overcome, overwhelmed. Lord, help us not just to sing out hallelujah, praise the Lord, and pray to you and lift up praises to you in the middle of our victories, in the middle of our in the middle of our celebrations, in the middle of our good times, in the middle but Lord help us to be like Jesus. And no matter what situation that we find ourselves in, we bring glory to your name. Praising the God, the Father of all creation, in the name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our soon coming King. Receive this praise to you. Lord, we honor you. Lord, you are our God. You are the God of all the earth, even though not all of the earth acknowledges you. But you don't need us to acknowledge you to still be God. Everything that was created was created because you spoke it into being. Lord, you are the most powerful, the most awesome, that I can't even, words can't even describe you. However, Lord, I just in this moment want to give you praise and give you thanks and ask you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, rather, for your mercy, Father, which you've extended to me and you've extended to all people. But, Lord, even when we walked off, even when we crossed the line, Lord, you didn't abandon us. So thank you, Lord. And help us, Lord, not to abuse your mercy and grace. Help us, Lord, to be mindful of what you've just taught us. Lord, strengthen us again. Strengthen us with a fresh touch, a fresh anointing. And Lord, let the praises of God roll across our lips, even during the tough times. Help us, Lord, help us, Lord, with our negative confessions. Help us, Lord, for those things to be burned up before they cross our lips. And help us to be always mindful that no matter what, you are God. And you love us. Father, I pray all this in Jesus' name. And I beg you, Lord, that there, if there are anybody under the sound of my voice, whether in this room or whether listening digitally, Father, if they haven't made you, Jesus, the Lord of their life, Lord, let them become born again. Let them acknowledge you, acknowledge that they are imperfect, they are sinners in need of a Savior. That, Lord Jesus, that the price you paid on that cross atoned for every sin that they ever committed. And they can be reconciled back to you and walk with you, and be in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer, God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great week and continue to pray for each other and for Israel. Amen? Amen.